Welcome. This is Jim Poole with the Fellowship Bible Church Global Missions Podcast. And glad you could uh, join us for this episode. And today we have uh, Joel and Rachel McManigle, who are uh, over in Southeast Asia. So thank you all for uh, being with us today. And and um, it's morning here, but it's evening there. And so I got up not too long ago, and you guys are going to be going to bed and not not uh, not too long from now. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. So you guys have been over there for um, almost a year now, and so um, yeah, catch us up on on how you're doing. Uh, how's um, how's the family? How are you guys, uh, Malachi and Kaya? And yeah, how are how are you guys doing as a family? Yeah, we're doing good. Um, it's been cool to look back on this year and to see how God has provided. Um, and some ex specific examples of that are, um, we have been praying for relationships. That's been one of the main things. And I know a lot of you have been praying for us too. So thank you for that. Um, we specifically were praying for friends for the kids when we came over here and um, pretty quickly, as soon as we moved into our house, um, we had a little girl come over and then a little while later, another little girl. So we had two girls um, that are here at our house fairly often. And um, that's been really cool. Um, one of those girls especially is really helping the kids with language. And um, we just saw that as a real direct answer to prayer. Um, but recently Malachi has been struggling um, just with wanting friends that are boys because they mm. play different. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> he's, tired of, he's tired of playing house and yeah. zoo where he has to be all the animals and store where he has to make all the deliveries and he's, <laughs> he's, he's like, tired of being the servant. Yeah. <laughs> somebody play soccer with me, somebody play football with me, you know, and Anyway, so we were just really um, encouraging him to pray about those things and just reminding him that God cared about that. And specifically, like, I think it was a week or two ago, he was, he just was really bummed out and he's like, man, like, I don't, I don't want to play with them anymore. And um, we were talking to him about his attitude and that, but then just also, you know, just talk to God about it. He cares about these things and, and having some doubts in our own hearts of, like, man, God, don't, don't mess this one up <laughs> because <laughs> we'll point him to you, but don't screw it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let's just be honest here. Yeah, and so sure. we're pretty much every night before going to bed, we were specifically praying for some guy friends for Malachi and not really knowing what that would look like um, because COVID is still, um, like there's still a lot of cases here and schools are still closed and families are pretty careful about how much interaction their kids are having with others and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, we'll see what happens. And then one day I was upstairs in our house and I hear these little voices and I look out my window and there were three boys on their bikes coming down the street towards our house. And I was like, okay, God, I didn't, I guess I didn't expect it to look like that or it would be that soon or something like that. So it was really um, a challenge for my faith. Um, but just so cool to see God caring about our hearts and the hearts of our kids and just providing in that way. So every, that was last week, Thursday. Oh, so it's been a whole week. They've come every single day. 
<laughs> and so, um, yeah, every evening we have a yard full of kids and it's crazy and wild, yeah. but really thankful um, just for friends. And another boy joined the crew. So there's now four boys that are Malachi's buddies and it's just really cool. And yeah. So what are they playing? They're not, they're not playing house and things no, like that. So what are the boys doing? What are the boys doing together? Everything physical, like physical and crazy, you can imagine. Like there's soccer, there's American football, there's wrestling, there's sword fighting, there's yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. All, all 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 the above at one time, like whatever crazy game they can come up with. It's it's high energy, but it's yeah. The the girls will come up and can you ask them if they will they will play zoo? Uh, <laughs> You're outnumbered. I'm not gonna start that. Right now. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. And are you um, homeschooling the kids? So how's so? How's are you doing that? And how? And if so, how's that going? Yeah, we're homeschooling. Um, Makai is in second, and Malachi is in kindergarten, and it's going well. Um, we do. Um, yeah, mostly just in the mornings and they're doing well with that. And um, I actually have a friend who's also uh, learning language here. She comes on Tuesday mornings, So I have um, Tuesday mornings uh, to study language and have a little bit more focused time with that. And so I'm really thankful for her help with the homeschooling. Um, yeah, she just expressed interest and doesn't have any kids of her own at the moment. And so, um, yeah, that's been that's been good. Great. That's good. Yeah. And um, your parents are uh, there, Rachel. And so um, obviously it was, you know, hardly even your folks, Joel, uh, and your family here, your siblings and for Malachi and Micaiah, the cousins and everybody. Um, but have you guys been able to see your folks on Rachel? Yeah. So it was probably every couple of months or so. Um, they live for about 10 to 10 days to two weeks yeah yeah a couple months yeah we went their way they live in the northeastern part of the country um and so we went their way for Christmas but usually they're here in town every couple months or so so yeah it was it was nice to see them but actually last week they got on a plane and they headed to the states so they're actually on that that side of the world now so that was oh, a little, okay a little bittersweet to see them go but yeah. they'll they're planning like a six seven month trip and they'll be back soon okay yeah well that's good at least you you know leaving family here at least you, you've had some family there and, and now they're won't be there for a number of months yeah that's kind of different you know for a long time your folks you know leaving thailand are coming to see and be with you guys here but now leaving thailand they're leaving you so it's a little bit of a different <laughs> a different yeah. different situation obviously yeah yeah with them leaving i didn't i actually hadn't realized what um a help it was to for our kids to have them here um mm. our kids really were sad when they left um said we don't have any more family here now so it, it helped me to realize that that's actually really helped our kids in the transition of, you know hey grandma and grandpa are here too right yeah 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 so 
Um, overall, the you know transition for the family is is um is 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 going okay, and you guys are making it all right. Yeah, it's been. Um, yeah, I think we've we've done well with it, and the kids have done really well with it. And yeah, the Lord providing uh, friends for them to play with has just been a huge blessing. Um, mm. The aspect that I really feel like we're lacking um, because of COVID, churches are the church that we're attending has not opened for in-person meetings. Um, since we got here. So those church relationships have been a lot more distant. Uh, they do quite a bit of online, uh, they do online church, but then at Bible studies and uh, prayer meetings and things like that, that we've been able to participate in. And so they've seen our faces and we've had some conversations and stuff a little bit here and there but the relationships are still pretty distant uh, because they have we haven't had that in-person um, meetings so um yeah that's that's been really difficult because the the body of christ here that we would have most in common with and um, be partnering with and joining together with them those relationships have not uh, been able to take off uh, because everything has been online so that's that's been difficult um, with the transition like this feels a little more lonely a little more um, yeah a, a huge part of life that's just that we were expecting and looking forward to um, has just been missing so mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I can certainly understand not being able to have, you know, the body of Christ to be around and spend time with and fellowship with and have, you know, life together and community with and things like that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, Lord willing, things will open up, you know, where churches can start meeting in person again and you guys can have that you know, in-person time with people and begin to develop that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, um, you're, so you, you both are studying language. Um, so tell us about that. How's, how's that going and what's, um, what's that look like? Um, yeah, for me, it's, uh, I'm attending a university um, the university that we got our visas through. And so I'm attending classes there um, four days a week. And um, that's been really good. Um, it has, uh, yeah, been really in depth. It's an intensive course, um, but because I have some background, it's really, I feel like, done um, been really helpful for me just to fill in a lot of the gaps that I had uh, in language okay. uh, the classes are very small two or three people in the class and so there's lots of opportunity to ask questions to go off topic to talk about things that we've seen in the community or the holidays coming up and so 
it's it's really been um, very informative and um, just really really helpful. The teachers have been excited about um, teaching us, and it's not just their their job, but they they really seems like enjoy it and really want to see us um, progress in language. So that's been really really good. Hmm. Uh, and How often then, do you go? um four days a week uh for three hours a day okay uh, and so then when i'm not in class i'm doing studying whether it's reading practice vocabulary learning um typing uh, recently over the last couple of weeks i've been taking an online typing course just to learn how to type um with the characters and like it's 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 funny because there's 40 44 consonants and 26 vowels i might be off on that but so there's way more vowels and consonants than we have in english huh. and so we're in english like the shift key is just capitalizing everything but you don't need it for new characters well there's so many characters that each key has two, at least two characters on it. So the shift is actually not just capitalizing, it's, you know, a whole different character. And so wow. there's a lot of uh, just typing that, uh, yeah, learning where the keys are. So that way, like as we're doing language study and we're trans transcribing um, a story that we recorded or something, we're not, you know, sitting there trying to find the buttons on the keyboard. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, that's been something I've been working on is learning how to type. And then, um, yeah, so reading, practice reading, like I said, and vocabulary. And um, then I'm also doing some refresher uh, language learning in Quran, where I'm reading some of the Quran Bible. Um, mm. uh, so, because there's a lot, of, a lot of that biblical vocabulary that I've forgotten. Uh, as a kid, I didn't have quite as much of that the biblical vocabulary. So, mm -hmm. some of my language learning is, um, yeah, studying Quran as well. Mm. So, and yeah, Rachel can share about her language helper. Yeah, so um, I'm homeschooling the kids in the morning and then in the afternoon, uh, twice a week, I have a lady come. She um, is part of our church and we got connected with her through our pastor's wife. And um, she's just been a huge blessing to me, um, not only as a language helper, but we've also built um, a friendship too. So I'm really thankful for her because, yeah, I think Joel shared um, just with relationships that hasn't um, been super easy with COVID and so it's nice to just have a built-in friend <laughs> mm. um, but yeah um, I really enjoyed language sessions um, I have a little bit of background um, with the language and so really where I'm at right now is um, communicating like larger texts or ideas or stories. Um, there's a lot of like connector words or, you know, phrases that they would use. And so my goal is to learn how to speak like more naturally um, mm -hmm. in the language. And so 
like I have some vocabulary, but then it's like, how do I put ideas together? And so mm -hmm. a lot of sessions will be, um, hey, tell me a story about this. And then I'll record her telling me about that. And then I'll go back and listen to it. And if it's a shorter text, then I'll write it out in the language and then try to um, repeat it back to her. So I'm actually um, using, retelling her story and then using those um, bits of language to help make the connections in my mind. So next time when I try to tell a story, I can use some of the things and, and even just the, the flow of thought. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the way they organize their their thoughts as it might be different like um as an example this is this was a while back but when we first got here we had an evaluation and we were asked to uh, explain how to do something so I, I, i'm trying to remember what i did oh i was explaining like how to make french press coffee or drip coffee or something like fairly simple um and joel you you had you explained how to like cook something anyway so just a, a pretty basic instructional text and at the end of it the lady that was doing our evaluation said I understand what you said but that's not how we would say it and so then one of our tasks then was to say okay well how would they communicate a text and we learned that they use a lot of repetition so me telling how to make coffee for instance would be First, you boil the water. And then once your water is boiled, then you would do this. And then after you do this, then, so it's like, you say the same thing multiple times in order to get an okay. idea across. And in, in English, we're a lot more concise. And so if I'm mm -hmm. coming from that, if I say something really concisely, it doesn't actually communicate, even though all the words and all the pieces are there, um, it doesn't communicate mm -hmm. in, a way, in a way that they would understand. So that's, that's been super interesting to get into that level of language um, and really important as we think about communicating the truth from scripture. Um, mm. We want to make sure that we're communicating and not just saying the right words the way we would organize mm -hmm. our thoughts because um, that might yeah. actually not be communicating. Oh, that, yeah, that's interesting. And all kind of thoughts running through my head about all that <laughs> from challenging yeah. typing and, and, um, I can't imagine um, typing with twice as many uh, keys like that. I mean, what a what a learning curve that would be. Um, so, Joel, you mentioned um, reading some Quran, which is different than Thai, um, but I think they use the same symbols. Is that right? Yeah, okay, um, they so don't use all of them, but a lot of them. A lot of them. So then, when it comes to Thai. Um, the school that you're going to, are they going to teach you uh, biblical terms? And then if not, then how, how will you learn, you know, biblical terms uh, in Thai so that, you know, the goal, you know, is to teach in Thai and disciple in Thai and so, yeah. so how will those biblical terms come in Thai for you guys? Yeah, so a lot of a lot of the biblical terminology actually comes from a higher level of language. Um, they have several levels of language where it's really it's um, so they have they have a royal language, and a lot of the biblical terminology comes from the royal language, mm. and so. At the university, I will learn a lot of the royal language, mm. 
but the biblical definition of that will not come from them. And so there's this uh, dilemma where their biblical language is really, really neat because there's a lot of sacredness that's built into it because this is a royal language. Mm. Um, words are royal and they carry a lot more respect and honor with the words. And, and it's, it's simple things like the other day I was transcribing a prayer and I was asking Rachel's language helper about a word. And I said, and so I mentioned this word. I said, I'd never seen it before. And she said, it means hand. It's like hand. Yeah. It's the <laughs> royal, hand. it's God's hand. We don't just use the, the word for like, if you're talking about our hand, it's God's hand. It's, and there was a completely different word used for that. And mm -hmm. so um, in the university, I will learn a lot of this royal language, but it won't be in, um, it will be in the church setting, in Bible mm -hmm. study, in reading the Bible that I will learn the biblical um, use of it. Mm -hmm. um, and so the, the Bible study that I'm attending um, online right now has been really helpful. It's a study for new believers. And so he's actually explaining a lot of this royal biblical language mm. because these new believers, though they might understand the royal language, they don't know what that means in biblical terms. Mm. They don't mm. understand the, the biblical use of it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so... Uh, what I was saying is it's a it's a neat dilemma where <laughs> there's this sacredness to God's word and a sacredness to how you can uh, talk to God and talk about God. But then there's this barrier as well where um, a non-believer that will not understand what you're talking about. So mm. for the believers in the church setting, there's this reverence and sacredness to the gathering together, um, but a new believer joining is going to be completely lost uh, because they're not going to understand a lot of the royal biblical terminology. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. You mentioned um, um, the Korean Bible. Uh, reading that, um, you know, some of the uh, terminology there. So have you guys had a chance to, uh, you probably have, uh, go up and visit um, the village and, you know, where, where you, were, you were raised, Joel and, and um, Rachel, have you, guys, have you guys been able to go down and um, to the area where, where, you know, you spend most of your time as well, Rachel? Yeah, so Christmas time we went out and saw my parents, and that was the first time we had made it out there, uh, all our drive. So, a little ways, um, and that was that was really good, um, just to see people that I've 
known since I was a child. Hmm. Um, it's a little different because a lot of my peers are um, working elsewhere. Um, a lot of times people go to the city and work because people used to be rice farmers and now more and more of them are finding jobs in the city. So hmm. uh, yeah, it was, it was nice, but it was definitely different. And I didn't see a lot of my friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we also did, we've gone up to the Karen village, I guess I've gone three times. Um, I went up, uh, we went up as a family once. I went up to teach on a Sunday, um, on their, in their Sunday service once. And then over New Year's, they were um, dedicating a church building in a different village where one of my close friends growing up, he was planning a new church. And so we went up there for the Bible dedication um, over over New Year's. So um, tell us a little bit about, um, yeah, the new church up there, and and um, you know you your folks and you guys were part of, you know, going there for the first time, um, uh, teaching those believers there and may pay you know for the very first time some got saved the church is there um planting the you know dedicating a new church tell us a little bit about that and and uh, what's going on there what's that like yeah um each each trip we've made up there uh, the lord has just opened our eyes to more things i think i when we were first when we were stateside planning to head overseas, uh, I had dreams of being able to work with the Karen. Just that would just be a dream come true, and just uh, mm -hmm. I, I wanted to get plugged in with them and um, join them in ministry somewhat. How, but just not knowing what that would look like. Certainly, don't want to be. Well, the white missionary that comes in and um, takes over or does what God has called them to do. But if I can be assistance to them, if I can help them in, in any way, I would love to be able to do that. And just not knowing how, if, if the Lord would um, open up doors there or not. And um, yeah, it's just been neat. Each, each trip we've gone up there, just feeling like the Lord is showing a little bit more of mm. possibilities of things that we could get involved in. We could help them in and seeing the need and stuff. And the last trip we went up for that Bible dedication was, um, was really, really neat. Uh, at the, the Bible dedication was in a village uh, about 30 minutes away, um, farther into the mountain range. Uh, than where I grew up and so we drove back there and there was probably 300 plus 400 people at this Bible wow. dedication from very, all other villages quite a few came from the village I grew up in Maypay and uh, just it was a huge gathering um, mm. which was really neat to see but on our way to that village we drove through two other villages and we could see two or three other villages off in the distance and uh at each one the guy that we were with was kind of pointing out 
in this village, there's um, uh, however many believers or number of people interested in hearing the gospel. And they're actually making the trip to Maypay every Sunday to join us for church or this village. There's somebody teaching there, but we don't know who they are or what they're teaching or mm. anything like that. And in this village, they have people interested, but nobody's coming here to teach yet. And in this village, there's so many people. Anyways, it was that way the whole way out there. Wow. Um, mm. And then after, after the Bible dedication, we spent a couple hours with um, my close friend who's pastoring the new church. And he was telling us that in that village where he's planning the church, there's 40 households and 21 of those are attending the church. He's been teaching there for, um, I think, it, about a year, a little over a year. Mm -hmm. um, and he's, when at, at the time we were there, he was, I think, getting into uh the divided kingdoms so he hadn't even shared the gospel at that point yet um but a lot of a lot of interest in um within the village and he was he was sharing with us that afternoon that he hopes that in five years every single household will be attending that church and he can move on to a different village and so yeah. it was just really neat to see and then he sat there with his wife talking about village after village and how many people were in this village that were interested in in this village and so they they really seem to have um some vision some uh just seeing the need to um and a responsibility to see the gospel spread from village to village hmm. uh, and hmm. that that has been a a burden that there's individuals in the Maypay church that I think have that same burden, some of mm. the leadership, but I don't think the church as a whole um, has taken on that responsibility. Um, I think if it came down to it, they probably would say it was their responsibility, but it's not, it's not something heavy on their hearts. And so mm -hmm the church there in Maypay, they're outgrowing their current church building. There's about 300 or so people attending that church. And um, as well as those that are coming from other villages to, to be taught. Um, and so here is a mature church that doesn't seem to have much vision to be spreading the gospel in other villages save for a few individuals mm. and um but yeah just seeing the need and hearing about the need and the open doors and all of the people households in in different villages that are interested in hearing the gospel but don't have mm. someone going to teach them um yeah we just yeah, I would love uh, and, and praying about our involvement. How can we mm -hmm. get involved to help the Maypay Church do what God has called them to do? And how can we assist them, train 
um, people to go and teach in those villages. I don't think, I, I don't know what the Lord will do, but I can't, I, I, don't, I don't want to be their missionary. Right. I don't think that's my responsibility, but mm-hmm. their responsibility as a growing mature church to spread the gospel in these other villages, how can I assist them? How can I mm-hmm. help train leaders to do that? How can I mm-hmm. uh, even help cast vision mm-hmm. and um, help that church to see that as their responsibility to carry out mm-hmm. uh, God's call and design for the church? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so after, after that, that trip up there, yeah, I've just been, yeah, very excited about Hmm. the possible doors that the Lord may open and, um, we definitely could see what our involvement could look like. I don't, yeah, what, what the Lord has for us might be different, but, um, yeah, so that's just something we're really praying about to see. Hmm see how the Lord would have us be involved there. Yeah. Mm, That's exciting. Yeah. And something uh, since coming back from that trip too, is those that, that we are connected with here in town, the church body here in town, as we have opportunity to disciple and to um, spend time with uh, hungry hearts that are here, what an opportunity I think that would be to bring some of these guys along up to the Korean village to see mm. what a mature church spreading the gospel and discipling others would look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I think, great exposure and great experience for them to see that take place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just, yeah, those are just ideas kind of running through our yeah. minds and just yeah. things that we're praying about and trusting yeah. the Lord. To, to guide us and to open doors that he'd have us walk through. Mm-hmm. Um, so that leads me to a question I, I um, would have probably been a better to ask earlier, but um, with the Thai language, um, how, how long or, or do you know when you would be able to, or will be able to begin to, um, you know, be fully conversational and tie with the church and you know begin you know drawing alongside discipling people and tie and uh, you know as god gives the opportunity to teach teach and tie what's the timetable on that uh it's hard to say because there has been a lack of relationship so there's been a lack of those deep conversations Mm -hmm. like rachel's been able to have that with her language helper that comes for two hours at a time Mm -hmm. Uh, and so that's been really helpful but i like an example the other day my class was canceled so i joined rachel in her language session and um for the language session i i was reading john 5 to the language helper so that she could help with the reading and it's the story of the cripple at the pool of Bethesda. And so mm-hmm. after we had read it, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to share something about this passage that has stood out to me. We'll, we'll see how this goes. And so I shared with her 
I shared with her that I just think it's really interesting that here's this man that he spent 38 years of his life crippled and all he wanted was to be healed. And then at, at the fullness of time, Christ comes and heals him. And the purpose of all of that was that Christ would be revealed and not just revealed to those who witnessed it, but Christ would then be revealed to everyone who reads that account from that time un until now even. like That was a, a revelation of who Christ, Christ was. And here we are in a foreign country. We feel um, constrained by COVID and we just want all of these things to change so that we can go out and we can tell people about Christ and we can help reveal Christ. And I, I really think that after, after this cripple was healed, I, I wonder whether he was more thankful that his, he was healed or that his life was used in such a powerful way to reveal Christ. And so anyways, I, I shared all of that with her and like, I didn't struggle with vocabulary. I didn't struggle with my sentences. I didn't struggle with, I didn't feel like I struggled with community. I didn't get stuck anywhere. Like, oh, I don't know how to say this or whatever. You and thought you communicated. I thought I communicated and Rachel, who I hadn't shared that with in English, had heard that from me in Thai and after I was done sharing, my language helper says, I'm a little confused. And <laughs> I was like, oh, like, oh, and so then, but that's just, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing these things. So I'm, I might know vocabulary. I might know how to say sentences and words, but my thoughts are still being strung together like a, an American. And that was confusing to her. And so yeah. this conversation, yeah. and I, I think, and that, that you gain in conversation as right. you're in conversation right. with someone and yeah. they're asking you questions and wait, that didn't make sense. What did you mean by that? And so then you're having to rephrase, reconstruct mm -hmm. uh, uh, your thoughts. And, and so that's, that's a huge part that's missing. And so, yeah. Yeah. If churches are able to open back up and we're able mm. to meet with people face to face and have these more in-depth conversations, I think that would fast track it. That would that would make it quite a bit faster. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. We're 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 planning on at least another year um, okay. of language study. Yeah. yeah. It's so interesting because my language helper will be like, oh, yeah, like you guys, you're communicating. I can understand what you're trying to say. And, you know, like Thai people are they're very gracious and will work with you. And, you know, like you, you can, you're getting the I said, but if we're going to be teaching God's word and we're going to be discipling, we don't we don't want to just get by. We want this to be clear and sure important and so I think even just having those conversations with her like don't don't let me off easy if I'm making a mistake or there's something I need to reword or it doesn't sound natural help me out because I'm not just looking to get by like I want right. to clearly um yeah and that example Joel shared is 
Yeah, so classic, because I, I understood where he was coming from because we had a similar, like, yeah, the way we would put ideas together. Right. The American, you know, our thought pattern and our flow of thought. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was yeah well, the reason I kind of, I, the reason I came back to that question is because it seems like um, the Lord is opening up the possibility for kind of a two prong, um, you know, ministry there with, um, you know, the Northern Poker Inn, um, but then also with the Thai church. And so I was just wondering, you know, you're, you're fluent in Korean, and that's something that, you know, potentially, however the Lord leads, you could potentially jump in like tomorrow or next month or this summer or whatever. You, um, but I was just wondering the timing of, of, of you know, Thai language, because that's something that is, is, is dependent upon, you know, like we just, just talked about. But yeah, that's super exciting, the two, kind of the two prong opportunities there of um of the, both the you know Thai church and also just helping provide some leadership and vision and uh direction and kind of come consultant for the poker and not doing the work for them but just helping them think through doing it themselves so yeah that's that's super exciting yeah that's great yeah yeah Anything else you guys would like to like to share? Thanks. Um, you know, like I've said before, Scott and I, we get the privilege of um of um you know visiting with you guys and and not only you all, but others a lot. And um, you know, it's just great that um the church at large can hear um can hear from you guys yourselves and not just getting it secondhand, you know, through Scott and I. So yeah. Anything else you guys would would like to share? Um, yeah, I think I'd like to highlight just like my language helpers family again. I know a lot of people in the church are praying for them, but um yeah, my language helper is Ban and her daughter Aiming is five and she um was born with some congenital heart condition and has had three surgeries and she's due for her fourth but so she was due uh, she was scheduled for february 7th but um we just got news that they've postponed that um the surgeon has some family stuff going on and so i don't know when they're rescheduling that too but mm -hmm. just be praying for their family um as the surgery has a lot of risks to it and um yeah they they've been i don't know like <laughs> it's not it's not an easy thing and they've been expecting it to come up next week here and now it's postponed yeah for long so we'll appreciate prayer for them yeah yeah we'll keep praying for them for yeah. her yeah yeah we just yeah really appreciate everybody there at fbc just praying for us and praying for our kids and rachel's language helper and her family and stuff we've just really, really felt um, those prayers and just um, the Lord using FBC um, to encourage us as well. And so, um, yeah, just, we just really appreciate um, your all's involvement with us and just really, uh, yeah, we, we're, we're not doing this alone and um, we definitely feel 
feel supported in that. So we just, yeah, really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we view you guys as an extension of our family. That's for sure. You know, we're all family in the Lord and you guys are an extension of our family. You know, there where God has you. So we're thankful to be partnered together with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. 